This is the Baymall Podcast with Marty Solomon. I'm his co-host, Brent Billings. Today, we introduce the third session of the Baymall Podcast. We discuss what to expect in the upcoming session and review where we've been to this point. Yep. We got new music again. New music. Pretty epic this time. Yeah, epic was a word that we discussed before the podcast recording. I think that's the appropriate word here. It's all, this is the climax of the story. Like we're coming towards the Jesus moment. Everything is building. The suspense is there. The music conveys the appropriate mood. Pretty great. Well played. We have something else new this week as yeah. well. We have an, a new guest. Yes, we do. Jim Fight from Irvine. Jim from Irvine. Irvine, California. Leader. Leader. Uh, facilitator, should we say. Of Bayma, of Bayma Irvine. Irvine. Yeah. yeah. Jim, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's happening. Jim Fight is in the house. <laughs> All right. So, session three. For those three. of you not in the room, I'd just like to uh, point out that Jim feels completely comfortable and natural in the studio. He's very happy to be here. That's right. We very, didn't have to drag him in at all. Very at home. Yep. Yep. No convincing at all. We didn't have to coerce him and talk him into coming. Very ready to be here. <laughs> All right, session three. Hey, let's talk about um, where we're at, if you've made your way into this uh, podcast. Maybe you have stumbled upon this podcast um, as, as like you're like, this is the first exposure to Bema. There are going to be five sessions of Bema altogether. Um, and the first two are already up and they are out. And we would recommend listening to those um, podcasts. I, I'm not sure how it would work if you jumped in right here. I'm sure it could be done. I'm sure it will work out for some. But if you're new to the Bema listener, pod listeners, as we have heard them called before, if you're new to that community of Bema listeners, I would recommend really going back and listening to session one. Brent, you think that's probably a good recommendation? I think it's a great idea. Yeah. We do have a, I don't know, did we mention the presentation today? We have a presentation in your show notes if you want to, it might help a little bit through our conversation today, give you some info to look at and read, not just here, but uh, Jim, you've been through Bema a couple different times. You think uh, the Genesis material is a good place to start? It's the best place to start. Okay. So it's pretty important that we get uh, people into session one first. Absolutely. All right. Is, is it your favorite session? It actually is. Yeah, it's my favorite session too. Don't tell me about it. <laughs> Um, all right, uh, so I don't know. This one definitely gives yeah, this session one's going to be good for the money. This is yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's so so life changing. Yeah. yeah, I think the so only reason I I may like session one is because you can't really get the fullness of this session without. That's true. Session one. Yeah, it's yeah. foundational for yeah. sure. The whole Jesus piece is going to be pretty good. Pretty good. We would hope so as Jesus followers. But uh, yeah, so if you've got your presentation up, you'll see some of the instructions there. Session one and session two. The first session is going to be Bayma Podcast Session One. That's on Torah. And then you're looking for Bema Podcast Session 2, which is the Prophets and Writings. And that was a long, that was a good work. We did good work in Session 2. That was a long journey that we had. That's probably our longest session that we'll end up putting together. This one's going to be pretty healthy as well. But um, Jim, does your group go through the summer? We will be going until we come to the end. We all are right. nonstop. Man, committed. So there you go. So, you know, there are discussion groups all over the country. Find that map on the website, BemaDiscipleship.com. Com. Dot com. That's right. Don't go to dot .org. That's an old site. Don't go there. Can't wait to take that one down. All right. We will be entering a... What we're going to do in this podcast is we're going to be entering a section of biblical study that basically sets the stage for the ministry of Jesus. We want to we go through the Gospels. Particularly, we're going to use Matthew as kind of our roadmap. 
uh, for a few different reasons, but we're going to talk about all four Gospels, kind of from a 10,000-foot perspective. But before we talk Jesus, we need to set the stage for Jesus. We're going to have quite a few podcasts before we even get into the Gospels, just setting the historical stage and talking historical context. And for me, this was absolutely critical, this session, uh, to understanding what Jesus was up to, to understand the context. When I learned this in Israel and Turkey for the first time, this was one of those pieces that changed everything for me. Um, we read about stuff and and just don't quite have the handles, know where to hang it or where to put it in our understanding. So that's what we're going to, we're going to spend quite a bit of time up front, not really looking at biblical text, but trying to set the context for the biblical text that we're going to look at uh, so that we appreciate it and understand it and see it maybe a little bit more clearly uh, when we get there. So that's what we're going to be doing right off the bat here in session three. So just as a, let's just briefly review. I'm going to do like a modified short review here. And we did this at the end of session uh, or at the beginning of session two. We kind of looked back and did a short review. So I want to do that. Um, uh, The first thing, if you go to that next slide there, is we talked about Torah, session one. And the word that we used, Brent, what word did we use to talk about Torah? Partnership. Yeah, this idea of partner. And so you can just see the books there. In a sense, if you looked at the books of Moses, you could say the book of Genesis is really where God sets the stage. He gives us the basis for this partnership. Um, we get to meet the characters that are in this, like the, the family of God, we called it when we were in session one, Abraham, Avram, Yitzhak, Jacob, Yosef. These are, these are the main characters. Like we kind of get introduced to the story. And then God chooses that partner and the partner chooses God. There's a relationship there. And that's in the book of Exodus. And then God's going to uh, define that partnership. It's not just a bunch of rules. It's, it's kind of des- defining, giving the parameters, the boundaries. This is, this is the practical nature of what this partnership is going to look like. That's in Leviticus. And then we have uh, God's going to shape that partner. He's chosen the partner. He's defined the partnership. But now that partner needs to learn and experience. Jim, can you remember the Hebrew word for your experience? Yada. Yeah. Way to go. Got him. Thank you. <laughs> the Hebrew word for experience is yada, this experiential knowing. And so they have to go out into the desert and they have to know this God. And, and so that's going to be in the book of Numbers. And then God's going to ask this partner to remember everything that they've learned. And that's going to be the book of Deuteronomy. And so Torah ends up being this uh, really just a, a missional call to partnership. Jump to the next slide. And the, the next section that we covered is what I might call history. If we were to sum up that, uh, like we do in, in our discussion groups here on the Palouse, we might say that um, history can be summed up with the idea of redemption cycle. You might remember we bumped into that in the book of Judges. And God's patience. That's what we see as we look at the history of God's people. And I just kind of broke it down there on that slide there. Um, God's going to take his people and put them at the crossroads of the earth, right in the middle of the action for mission. God places his people in the middle of the action for mission. That'd be the book of Joshua. And then God's people struggle to walk the path and trust the story. It's not all failure. It's also success. We have both judges and we have Ruth. So it's not all a bunch of falling on our face. It's, it's also doing things well, but it is a struggle. It's, I mean, that is the path of life. It's figuring out how to do that and do that well. So that's judges and Ruth. And that kind of leads us into like Samuel and Kings, um, which is uh, one, one way of looking at the history, and that would be God's people struggling with identity and obedience. And uh, then we looked at Chronicles, which hundreds of years later was just a different take on it. And we might say that that's God's people struggling with empire and becoming the anti-story. Now, in the middle of this struggle, we're going to kind of pause this 
narrative because in the middle of the struggle, if we're going to make it, jump to your next slide, we're going to need some tools. And that's a section of literature that we called, what, Brent? Wisdom. Wisdom. Wisdom literature. And so I have a note here. If we're going to survive the cycle, we're going to need a few tools, four tools, in fact, that we've identified. We're going to need art and song for worship and expression. Psalms might be our example of that. We're going to need nuggets of conventional wisdom. And we might look at why sayings that are generally true, the book of Proverbs. Uh, we're going to need purpose and reason to get up every morning, the reason to get out of bed. We're going to find purpose and meaning in that discussion in the book of Ecclesiastes. And then we're going to need relationships. We're going to need intimacy with others in lots of different ways, not just marital intimacy, but we're just going to need relationships. That's going to be all these things are tools that God gives us to make it through the cycle. And so we bump into that in Song of Songs. But then if we were to jump back into that narrative, we kind of left off with this idea that God's people are struggling to, they're becoming the anti-story. They're losing the major plot. And so eventually we get to the prophets, which we summed up as warning, woes, and hope. Warning, woes, and hope. And so God's going to send his warning with uh, pre-Assyrian and pre-Babylonian prophets. Um, Prophets like Amos and Hosea, Micah, 1st Isaiah, Zephaniah, 2nd Isaiah. These are these are prophets, that I, prophetic voices that I would place as, as warning. But eventually, uh, that warning is, in a sense, I guess you could say, is going to fall on deaf ears. And, and at that point, it's going to lead to destruction. And so God pronounces woes and judgment. And those would be seen in prophets like Jonah and Nahum and Yermiyahu and Lamentations, Habakkuk, Ob- Obadiah, and Joel. And, and then after that, it's not that the story never ends with woe and judgment. Woe and judgment is a part of a much bigger, larger process. And so God shows up and he also encourages, uh, he wants to give hope and encouragement to an exiled people. And so we read Ezekiel and Daniel, Job, and the voice of third Isaiah. And then after that, we ended session two by looking at the remnant, six different voices that we bump into there. We summed up the remnant with returning, yearning, and learning. Uh, the first section there is that God's people return to rebuild and restore what once was. We can read things like 4th Isaiah or the Ezra-Nehemiah combo um, to kind of bump into that. And then the second part might be the yearning part. They return, but then they yearn. God's people yearn for what used to be. Uh, we could read prophets like Haggai and and hear him saying, look at the Look at this temple, and those of you that, has, that, that can remember Solomon's temple, tell me what this feels like. And they're, they're yearning. They know that this temple is a, a mere shadow of what used to be in Solomon's glory, and God wants to teach them through that. And then Zechariah would be apocalyptic literature that, again, helps people work through this yearning for something else. And through that process, they end up learning. So they return, they yearn, and they learn. God's people learn that this New world will demand a new approach. And so we're going to bump into that in prophets like Malachi or Esther. So that kind of serves as our review of where we've been. And that kind of brings us to the end of Tanakh, the Hebrew scriptures, um, and the section of the story where uh, God's people have gone into exile and now they are returning home and wanting to impact the world uh, that they live in. And, And that leads us into a section that we often have called the the silent years. And we call them the silent years because those prophetic voices kind of fall dormant for quite a period of time, but they are not silent historically. In fact, lots and lots and lots of things happen. And so that's what we're going to dive into right at the top of Bema session 
three. Do you have any recommendations on resources for people to... Oh, man, I knew that somebody was going to email me that question, so thanks for asking that in the podcast. I mean, that, maybe we'll get to some of those, you know, as we hit particular topics, but yeah. is there any kind of a general overview of this yeah. period of history? Yeah, I get asked that question a lot. This is one period I, I need to do a bunch of study in still. There's a section of the bibliography that I received from my teachers, and I'm working through this bibliography, and I have not gotten to this section yet. So almost all the teaching on this silent year period of history is going to come from things that I've learned in person and on site in Israel and Turkey, mainly from Ray, uh, a few pieces here and there. I, I did read um, some abstracts and, and articles in the Jewish Annotated New Testament, which is put out by Oxford. Um, it's not my favorite Bible uh, at all. It's an, N an NRSV. I don't like the translation. I didn't really like the footnotes. The articles were about half and half. Um, but there were some good ones in the back. And I think it was worth the price that I paid for it just to get some of those scholarly articles in the back. Um, but yeah, and the conversation is going to be very debated historically. So it's a little tricky, and I don't have a big list of resources, just to be honest. Um, passing on what I was handed to me. And I know that it's there. Like if I were to go dig up my bibliography, I'd tell you what's on it. I just haven't read them yet, dug in and studied them um, enough to know what to recommend and for what reason at this point. So I'm working on it. We're getting there. Somebody else can go dig up some stuff and let us know. Fair enough. So yeah, so that sets us up for session three. Uh, Jim, I got a question for you. Let me tell you something about Jim for all of our listeners. Jim is a, Jim is a good, not just a personal friend. He is a friend of Bema. Like Jim bumped into us like round one. Do you remember, do you remember Jim buying pizza for the class? Oh yeah. Yeah. Brent was way back there and this guy from California would, there was a pizza place across the street from where our class was held and pizza delivery guy would show up and say, Jim from California sent this over. And uh, Jim's been a listener. Uh, Jim met me in person through Real Life, the church we partner with here on the Palouse. Um, Jim came to Israel with us, Bema trip 2014, our first student trip. Jim was with us. Jim's been through a lot of Bema. Uh, and just to give us some context, Jim, you don't have to tell us like your age, but tell us like, are you a little bit more seasoned in life than Brent and I, or how would you word your Give us some context of who. I would say I would qualify to sit <laughs> on some certain seats that I'm sure we'll cover later. <laughs> yes. Uh, next podcast, stay tuned. That will make sense later. Um, yeah, so that's good. So, Jim, if you know anything about Jim, if you've ever met Jim, um, which most of you haven't, but if you if you ever had, you would know that Jim has a huge heart for um, getting to know God, sitting with Jesus, prayer, uh, we will never call him a prayer warrior because those don't exist, but he has a deep heart for prayer. And I could learn, a lot of us could learn from Jim and his heart for prayer. And he lifts up a lot of our staff with impact in prayer. So I want to ask you this question, Jim. What would, if you wanted to summarize, what would your prayer for Bema be? Podcast listeners, people here in this podcast, what would your prayer for this whole community be? You've been with us for quite a while. What do you think? What do you think you would say? about that? What do you hope? What does your heart yearn for in Jesus? My heart, I would honestly say, is to be still and to know and to experience God in your silent times. 
just pondering in awe and wonder about him and about how much my hope is you will discover and uncover as you continue in this quest as we walk this path together um, how much he adores you right where you're at right now and I think that's one of the most difficult things in my life especially when I stumble I walk off the path from time to time but he brings me back in those still quiet moments he just whispers to my heart and say come come back come follow me and he loves me just the way that I am. Hmm. I hear all kinds of Baymont lessons that we've gone through. <laughs> Creating Absolutely. a space, session one. Shuva, Zephaniah, all kinds of fun stuff in there. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Jim. Appreciate that. It's good stuff. That's a good, that is a good benediction, a good blessing and prayer to close this intro out with. Sounds good. All right. Well, we'll dig in uh, in, uh, in the next episode. Uh, in the meantime, you can find more details of the show at BamontDiscipleship.com. You can get a hold of Marty on Twitter at Marty Solomon, and I'm at EABCB. Jim is on Twitter at Follower. Yeah, great Twitter handle. That, I mean, <laughs> pretty darn good. That's pretty good. When we found that out, it's like, ooh. <laughs> Unfortunately, we had already invited him to be on the episode at that point, but if he hadn't yet been invited, it would have been an instant invite, I think. Yeah. Yep. Anybody else else out there has awesome Twitter handles. All right. That's it for this episode. We'll talk to you again soon. Mm